Welcome to BitCast on Podcast One, the video game podcast with the Axeman. Hello, welcome back to the show. Last night, at the time of recording this anyway, I saw the Sonic movie. Spent my Valentine's Day with Sonic after all that talk about he undermines my podcast. So I'm just going to do kind of an off-the-cuff reaction, kind of like how I did when I watched the Detective Pikachu movie, and I'm going to have some spoiler talk in it, but overall I liked it. It was was pretty good. Uh, Probably not my favorite video game-based movie, but eh, there you go. Actually, what would be my favorite video game-based movie? There aren't really that many good ones. Oh, oh, well, who cares? So anyway, the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. First of all, major shout-out to the animators who took all that time to rework Sonic's character model. Just everyone in the world hated it, and... They actually listened, and they fixed it. This doesn't really ever happen in these kinds of situations, so that's one step for humanity, I guess. Just makes me imagine, though, what they would have done with the original character model in the entirety of the movie, because you'd get all this banter, all this heartfelt stuff, all the action and the little sad moments, all with that really ugly, deformed Sonic model. It'd probably be, like, really weird, because Sonic's character model would drag down the rest of the movie around it. It really kind of does show that Sonic, his character design, really made or broke the movie... And I guess that's fair when he's basically Sega's mascot and it's a movie about him, so he should look the part. Or at the very least, not look horrendously nightmare-inducing. Apart from that, though, the movie is pretty cliche. It's kind of a, whoops, I'm in your world now, we gotta have antics. And then we gotta get me back home, but... Of course, they... But they do kind of lighten it by making it a little bit of a Sonic origin story. Like, Sonic's world is never really called Mobius in most of the canon. And he's interacted with anthropomorphic animals and humans on the regular. They they, kind of got away from the humans ever since Sonic Unleashed. But it's still kind of unclear what kind of world Sonic is meant to live in. This feels like a decent mix between the two. I don't know, maybe it's it's more in the vein of the Sonic X cartoon than anything, which I don't really remember if I liked it or not. I watched it every week, but that didn't mean I liked it. But yeah, pretty generic plot. You can kind of tell what most of the plot beats are. Early on, they make a big deal over the the cop, Tom. It was like, oh, are you sure you want to go to San Francisco? It was like, okay, I guess he's going to decide to stay in his hometown at the end of the movie. Guess we figured that out. Like That was very, very telegraphed. I will say Green Hills is very 
on-the-nose reference, but I think it works. It, it's appropriate. It's, it's a cute way to reference it, and it's a pretty neat-sounding town name. As far as writing goes, I always like when the name of a city or a town isn't just someone's name or something city or whatever. I like when it actually describes some of the nature around the town. And it's kind of funny that Green Hills is separate from a Green Hill Zone or something, because at the beginning of the movie, when Sonic's in his home world, you see the checkerboard geology and stuff, and the loop-de-loops, but none of that is in Green Hills, it's just Sonic's own world. They gloss over Sonic's backstory a little too quickly, I think. It's weird. The parts of his backstory that are really relevant to the movie are appropriately built up, but the part in his home world with his caretaker, that was over in the blink of an eye, which is kind of appropriate given Sonic's known for going in the blink of an eye, but you get what I mean, I hope. It's just a little too fast. I don't really have that much time to care about him and all that. I don't I don't really get into Sonic's issues until more of the proper exposition is done. But yeah, kind of an origin story for Sonic, not just Sonic himself, but also Eggman. There there aren't really any Sonic characters in this besides Sonic and Eggman, which is actually a pretty good way to call back to the original game because they're the first two characters in the series, except maybe Vector, if you know certain trivia and you want to look at him a certain way, but even Tails didn't even show up until the second game. Uh, Sonic and Eggman meet for the first time, and they actually take the time to show Dr. Eggman slowly going from Jim Carrey to Eggman. He gets the costume, he gets the goggles, and then at the end of the movie, when he's stranded in the mushroom world, he goes bald, his mustache goes crazy, and even his voice, Jim Carrey actually starts sounding a bit more like Mike Pollock, at least when he starts yelling, which I guess leads to the implication that Eggman's yelling all the time, or perpetually disturbed. It's really neat, and it makes me want to see what they would do with Eggman in a sequel. They even they even got to the origin of the Eggman name. Sonic just names people after food. Like, Tom is Donut Lord, because he talks to donuts. His wife is Pretzel Lady, because she does yoga. He sees a few egg-shaped drones with Robotnik and decides to call him Eggman. I think in the games they just call him Eggman because he kind of looks like an egg. Also the Beatles lyric, but more importantly the fact that he looks kind of like an egg. So I guess they kind of had to mess around with that a little bit here. Eggman has always been my favorite character in the series, and I think it's really cool what they did with him here. It really does him justice, and I heard in some of the interviews Jim Carrey kind of goes into his interpretation of why... He thinks the character hates Sonic so much. So, even back in the early stages when nobody was looking forward to this movie, people thought, well, Jim Carrey's at least good in the role. 
he's not who I would think of for Dr. Eggman, and he doesn't even look like him until the very end, but I think he was ultimately a good cast for it, and most people seem to agree. He's really back into his early Carrie days of being silly. All, all that the mask energy. And it's kind of normal to have a stigma against human characters in mascot movies like oh the transformers movies they're more about shia labeouf than there are about optimus prime and yeah that's kind of lame but i think tom pulls it off respectably well he's like a good foil not just to sonic but also to eggman sonic himself is kind of interesting because this is a, a bit more of a vulnerable and childlike sonic than we're usually used to seeing in the games He's got confidence for days, and he's got some of that here, too, but Sonic is a lot more... Did I already say vulnerable? Well, I'm saying it again. He's a lot more vulnerable in this movie than he is in the games, which makes me feel like this is a younger version of him. He hasn't grown up to the version of himself he is in the games, which goes in line with me seeing it as an origin story, since it also kind of shows him meeting Eggman and all that stuff. I guess it's not really that surprising to call it an origin story, since we literally start the movie with Baby Sonic. Well, actually, no, we don't start the movie with that. We start the movie with, yep, that's me, Sonic. You're probably wondering how I got here, which is very cliche. That ad- that added nothing to the movie. I-, I don't know why they decided to pull that. It's very just overdone by this point. There's no misunderstanding or anything. Like, what a surprise! Eggman is chasing Sonic through a cityscape. Who would have guessed that would happen? So, the plot, I guess, to kind of go into it, is that Sonic is sought after for his powers of super speed, and I guess even a single quill of his has the ability to superpower machines or something. He's just a very powerful guy. He caused an EMP wave early on in the movie that gets the government's attention and may have killed at least 491 babies in hospitals. We're, we're, we don't really ever get any follow-up on that. But yeah, Sonic is very valuable, so he has to always be on the run. Oh gosh, that's why he's always running, isn't it? But... He has to jump from world to world, because every time he's discovered, he has to go to the next one, and he can't come back, because, of course, it's too dangerous, which makes me wonder what happens if he runs out of worlds. Is he just gonna go back to the first one and hope that they forgot about him or something? Because he had a map of different worlds. It makes it seem like there's only a finite number of worlds he can live in, and he's crossed off a few of them, at least. But, of course, he ends up at Earth by the time of the movie, and he really likes it here. He's really lonely, of course, but he is at home, relatively speaking. He really doesn't want to go to the next world in his lineup, which is just a world of mushrooms and nothing else. But he gets discovered because of that EMP he caused, or something like that, and so the government tries to track him, but they don't really know what to do. So they go, hey, we've got Dr. Robotnik lying around, why don't we just throw him at the problem? He's weird, but he gets results, right? 
right, nothing will go wrong. And then Eggman is a megalomaniac who really never strays from his goal to to give credit where credit's due. Like, he is a completely repugnant human being, just openly disdainful of anyone but his machines. But he never really has any plans of world conquest or anything that he has in the games. He never wants to use small animals to build robots other than using Sonic's quills. He's pretty loyal to the mission, though it wouldn't surprise me to learn that he had secret agendas, just that none of them ever really made it to the surface. We get a little bit of insight into Eggman, too. Like, in the games... You can kind of infer different things about Eggman, why he's the way he is and stuff, mostly because of a lot of things that they present you with in Sonic Adventure 2 with his grandpa. In this movie, he mentions being an orphan or something. So it's a little bit of a disparity, unless maybe Eggman went to a Ancestry.com test or something in between the time of the movie and Sonic Adventure 2. I don't know. It'd be kind of weird to look at a guy like Gerald Robotnik, though, and to think, no, I'm not related to him, before finding out you are, since Eggman looks so much like him, for people who don't remember Gerald. But, uh, yeah, Eggman and Sonic are really fun to watch. Tom is okay. One thing I was keeping track of was different references to various sonic things i watched the episode of okko let's be heroes where they got sonic and tails to show up and they had a lot of sonic references in there like some really deep cuts so i was kind of hoping that the movie would be the same and there are a few of them not all of them were the ones i expected but There weren't as many as in the cartoon. Very early on, a guy actually draws a picture of Sanic, which is that meme of the very poorly drawn Sonic. I I think that was a Game Grumps meme? I don't know if that actually is or not. I I know there's a Sanic shirt in Sonic Forces, so just the fact that Sanic is in this movie at all is... I want to be surprised by that. I kind of was, but I was also like, oh, that would be the first joke they make, wouldn't it? Uh, There's there's a little bit here and there where they play the Green Hill Zone music, and at least once or twice, Sonic makes a pose that's kind of recognizable based off different official art of him, including Smash Bros. Ultimate. Otherwise, not too many Sonic references. They just... The movie is more about having fun with the character of Sonic and also Eggman than it is about being a love letter to the games. It's If we wanted the games, we could have just played the games. I'm glad they didn't try to recreate the story of Sonic Adventure 1 or anything like that. Okay, it might have been interesting to see, but it would have been a bit too much. You gotta kind of... MCU it, you know, you gotta work your way up to a Sonic Adventure movie. In the middle of the credits, they did have Tails show up, and he looked pretty good. I wonder if they had a really ugly version of Tails 2 before they had to update Sonic. And Tails is actually voiced by the actress from the game. That was pretty cool. 
but Tails shows up, Eggman looks more like Eggman, and Sonic is still Sonic, so that makes me think that they want to do a sequel, and they want to have more of the Sonic elements in it, which makes me think that they could just kind of do like a phase one MCU and just cap it off with a Sonic adventure movie or something. Probably go about it a different way, though. It's not like we'd get a Tails movie, then a Knuckles movie or anything. If if they do a Sonic sequel, they should probably just keep it to Sonic and Tails and Eggman. Then they can save Knuckles for a third one or something. Kind of mirror the drip feed of new characters into the cast, just like they did in the games. Or maybe they could bring Dr. Eggman back in the sequel and... Now he has a Metal Sonic of his own, like he does in the games. Just just as long as they don't introduce Shadow in the immediate sequel. I feel like they, he's got to pay his dues. He's got to wait for Knuckles and Amy to be established. And, and then Shadow can be brought in. I, I always see Shadow... I always see Sonic and Tails as kind of a, a bad comparison to Mario and Luigi. A lot of people like to think Tails is the number two character, but... I, I see it as more of a Goku and Krillin situation, where one is the main character's best friend, but he doesn't really keep up with him when it counts. It's Shadow is the one who keeps up with Sonic. It's kind of a Goku-Vegeta thing with them. Mario and Luigi are just kind of their own thing. I remember having this discussion very often when people were talking about whether or not Shadow or Tails should be the second Sonic character in Super Smash Bros., yeah, I think the characters look good. I'd be interested to see what more of them look like, because Tails looked good. We didn't get any of Super Sonic, though, which doesn't surprise me too much, but we didn't even get Chaos Emeralds. His artifact was just a bag of rings, which I guess kind of explains why he's collecting rings all the time in the games. It is clear that they did play Sonic games, because in the credits sequence, there are a lot of little references to different things, like the Orb minigame in Sonic 3. Sometimes you get those movies where it's just like, oh, they didn't even play the source material at all, what is this? This movie and Detective Pikachu, I, I gotta say, things are going really well for video game movies as of late. Uh, they're not really groundbreaking by any means, but... Remember all the video game movies before recently? All of them sucked, except for maybe a few with a cult following. It's also kind of funny that Pikachu and Sonic had a movie so close together because they're they're they're, they're kind of put together a lot lately. There's that really bad web comic that kind of merged them. There's all these people who like Sonic and Pikachu being friends because of Smash Brothers Ultimate. Uh, that That's actually the entire list. I don't have as many comparisons as I thought I did. Really wonder what video game character will get a movie next. I know there's that always that talk about the Illumination Mario movie. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling pretty hopeful after... After seeing the Pikachu movie and the Sonic movie. It'll, it'll probably be more of an animated thing than live-action mixed with animation, but... Uh, Illumination, though, those... They've just got the the minion cross to bear, though. They've, they're always going to be the minion people, I think. They've made other movies, but 
minions, man. Uh, I, I don't know. I've, I actually kind of liked some of their works. I liked Sing. Wasn't the greatest movie in the world, but I actually liked it. I kind of... I, I've always liked theater a little, though, so I, I kind of felt a little more of a personal attachment to it. And you know what? I actually like the first two Despicable Me movies. I, I didn't really care for the third one as much, but the first two were all right. They were they were fine. The, the first one was actually pretty good. It's just they, they got a little oversaturated, and then they gave in to temptation and started leaning on minions the the pet movie wasn't yeah I, i'm i'm not i'm talking about illumination i'm not talking about the sonic movie anymore uh sonic movie uh minimal cast i think you get a few people attached to different set pieces but it's really just about sonic eggman and tom you you do get more characters in in the background and tom's wife who i, I really wish i remembered her name more she she becomes a bit more prominent as the movie goes on, but it's mainly just the the power trio. Eggman has an assistant, and I don't think he really contributes to anything, except maybe Eggman screaming reconnaissance over and over again in the ending, but I, I don't know, that could have we could have done without that if we really, really had to. I did hear that the voice actor for Sonic, uh, Ben Schwartz, I think, he was able to read a lot of iconic Sonic quotes as kind of a publicity stunt. That was pretty cool. Sonic has always been very aware of their memes. That's why, even if the quality of their games is kind of eh, I can at least respect them for being self-aware. Though I gotta say, in terms of publicity stunts, a lot of people were thinking that they made Sonic's design bad on purpose just so that they could redo the design and get attention and stuff. And that just shows how people would rather be cynical than logical because that just doesn't make sense. I I know they're aware of their meme energy over at Sega, but that doesn't mean they would just make a bad Sonic on purpose. They had to delay the movie by three months and bloat their budget even more, all just to make a new Sonic model. Like, like, like some studio somewhere actually got shut down over this. And just all the work... and Animation sucks. You don't give animators more to do just for a publicity sign. Okay, look, bottom line is, they wouldn't have made the bad Sonic on purpose. It just... No, that's not how it's done. That That is way too much work for a few months' worth of memes and discussion. No. I, I like to think they have a little more integrity than that. We can't just... Look, I know that corruption is rampant in the world, but y you don't gotta see it around every corner. Ugh. So yeah, I like the Sonic movie. Next week I'll probably talk about a video game again, or something video game related. If you like the BitCast, be sure to follow it on Twitter. It's the BitCast, of course, same as usual. BitCast is on Podcast One's website and on the mobile app for Podcast One. And I will see you on the next one. Thanks for listening. Listen to BitCast anytime on podcastone.com and on the Podcast One app.